Treasure Island Development Authority Infrastructure and Transportation Committee meeting. Due to the COVID-19 health emergency, board members are participating in this meeting remotely via video conference, and they are participating in the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. For members of the public who wish to make public comment, the phone number to use is 415-655-0001. The access code is 187-705-2949. Then press pound and press pound again. When your item of interest is called, dial star three to be added to the queue to speak. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. You may address the board once per agenda item for up to two minutes. Item number one, call to order. Director Richardson? Present. Director Sen? Here. Director Dunlop? Okay, we do have a quorum. Okay, so I wanted to, uh, good morning everyone. Uh, good morning, uh, Commissioner Peshan and uh, Director Bob and Kate and to the members of the public. Uh, we're glad to have you all joining us today. Uh, this is the first uh, the, you know, meeting of the Tider Infrastructure and Transportation Committee. And so uh, minding some minor uh, technical difficulties, I think um, we I'm going to make sure that this uh, meeting uh, runs uh, smoothly. Anyway, thank you all for joining us this morning. Good morning, Linda. I just want to let you know I was here. This is Julia. Oh, hello, Julia. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Julia, and thank you for joining us. Item number two, general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to address the Infrastructure and Transportation Committee on matters that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the committee and that do not appear on today's agenda. In addition to general public comment, public comment will be held during each item on the agenda. Okay, are there any public comments? There is no public comment. Okay, go on to the next agenda, please. Item number three, consent agenda, 3A, approving the minutes of the February 18th, 2020 meeting. I move approval. Okay, it's been moved by Commissioner Fischant. Can I have a second? Second. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. We'll need to do a roll call vote since it's a video conference. So I'll call Director Richardson. Uh, yes. And Director Sun. Yes. And there are two ayes. Uh Kate, this is Julia. I thought I, I'm on the committee. Do I, am I not supposed to be voting? You're not, are you? You are. I, I believe Mark Dunlop is the third committee member. Is that? Yes, oh. that's correct. You still can join us, uh, Commissioner. But just as a non-voting. Okay, got it. Thank you for clarifying. Of course, yeah. Sorry for the confusion. Um, item number four, operations and maintenance planning progress report. So um, Chris Giard from um, CMG will give an update on the um, parks O&M planning. Do we have CMG? Chris, you're on mute. Good morning, commissioners. Good morning. Chris Giard with CMG Landscape Architecture. Um, give me one moment while I uh, share my screen here. Good morning, Christopher. Okay. Is everyone seeing that okay? Yes, we can see you. Okay. Okay, so it's been now about a little over a year since we talked about operations and maintenance. And so our intention with today's um, discussion is really to give you all an update and overview of where we've left things with that process. So um, looking back in time quickly, we um, in the second half of, this, of 2019, 
We're working on a system-wide uh, operations and maintenance manual, <clears throat> really looking systemically at, at how to organize those operations for the whole park system. And then in uh, December, we, we gave a presentation to ITC of that system-wide document. Um, we then continued to develop the uh, draft operations and maintenance budget from October through February of last year. And then in February, we shared um, an overview of that budget that had been developed. Um, since then, we haven't really pushed forward significantly on the planning. We have uh, developed a park-specific chapter for Hilltop Park, recognizing that that's one of the first significant parks that will be uh, constructed and become operational. And so uh, we're really reinitiating this process of completing that planning document and carrying forward the planning for maintenance overall. A recap of some of our key goals in this operations and maintenance planning effort, um, which is focused on really creating a manual to guide uh, the, the operations and maintenance, the, a really comprehensive document that defines the system-wide and park-specific maintenance requirements and guidelines, um, defining levels of service for each park based on its location, program, and scale. As you all know, there's a great diversity of, of different types of parks within the Treasure Island and Yerba Buena Island park system. And so we've developed a strategy to allow the maintenance to be um, you know, gauged commensurate with the, the activities and the scale of each uh, park. Um, looking to provide specific guidance for overall management, engineering, landscape maintenance and janitorial services, uh, developing a, a comprehensive budget with detailed estimates for the stage one parks and projections for parks that would be completed in future phases um, as a baseline for uh, fiscal planning. And creating a living document that's organized to accommodate those future phase parks and document updates as the, the park system is designed and built and operated. And then lastly, structuring the document so that it can be used for service procurement and requests for proposals. So those were our kind of key overarching goals in, in this effort that we had initiated. Um, as I mentioned, and as you all are well familiar, um, the, the park system has a very wide range of different park types from the more natural areas on Yerba Buena Island and the vision for the Northeast end of Treasure Island as well as much more urban spaces on, on Treasure Island, including the Clipper Clove Promenade, the Ferry Plaza and Cityside Park. And so the way that we've structured this is to allow for that diversity of different types of, of open spaces to be effectively managed and maintained. Um, here's the, the over, overview of the phase one parks, which again, you all are familiar with. I'm, I'm not gonna dwell here too much, um, but this is the, the focal point of the, the near-term planning effort and the work that we have over, to do over the, you know, the coming uh, months or year or so to really um, develop chapters in the manual for each of these open spaces. So the, the, the document that we've been developing is broken into these four major chapters. There's an executive summary, the system-wide operations and maintenance requirements chapter, and then a series of chapters that are specific to each park, which lays out all of the more uh, specific requirements and unique features within those parks. And then there's an appendices that would include um, all of the supporting documents, including the budget projections and, and other um, supporting information. So drilling into that a little bit more, um, the, the executive summary is just that, it's really intended to provide uh, a reader with an overview of the park system, the phasing considerations that will come into play with maintenance and operations, and then a description of each of the, the parks on Yerba Buena Island and Treasure Island as an overview. And then the system-wide operations and maintenance chapter provides that kind of overarching framework for the maintenance of all of the parks. And so there's a section on general policies and procedures a section that uh, goes into in detail the, the environmental policies and procedures and really gets at this idea of Treasure Island being a leader in sustainable and organic landscape management and maintenance. Uh, we've done a, a fair amount of work with the Department of Environment 
on Yerba Buena Island, you know, looking at specific guidelines that are unique to the habitat management area. But we've also incorporated um, very, I think, forward-looking approaches to landscape management from an organization called Rescape, which has developed this concept called Bay-Friendly Landscape Management. So there's a, a section there. There's a section on the levels of service, which I'll talk a little bit more about, um, a little bit of detail on management, and then each of the major operational areas go at, are, are detailed out in terms of engineering, landscape maintenance, janitorial services, and then a section on waste management um, and the operation of and maintenance, and maintenance, sorry, maintenance facilities that will be required on Treasure Island to service the parks. And then there's lastly a, a section on artwork maintenance that will be developed in coordination with the uh, Arts Commission to address the, the arts program. And then, as I mentioned, the park-specific chapters that, that detail each park. So the, the general maintenance levels of service, again, this is intended to provide a high level of baseline service for all of the parks, but recognizing that some parks will receive much more intensive use or different types of uses. So, for example, the Ferry Plaza is going to have a, a lot of activity and one would expect the janitorial services and the engineering services would be more intensive in that park. Or for example, when the sports park and recreation area are built in a, in a later phase, one would obviously expect that the landscape maintenance would be at a higher level in, in that particular type of park. And so for each park, we've evaluated the different requirements and um, provided this framework to guide that maintenance. So this is an example of, of the engineering uh, different types of activities that are required from utility systems to paving, restroom, and uh, furniture, fixtures, and equipment maintenance. Um, and each of these then has a kind of gauge for the, the different level uh, of activity for uh, maintenance work. And then concurrently with the landscape maintenance, there's the, the overview of irrigation and water management, a tree care and understory uh, plant management, and then lawn and turf areas. And then lastly, with the janitorial uh, services, there's uh, looking at you know, cleaning, paving, maintaining fixtures and equipment in terms of cleaning, uh, waste management, uh, graffiti, and restroom uh, maintenance and uh, janitorial services. We have also been working to develop a baseline for a maintenance yard um, to be located on Treasure Island to provide for maintenance. And one would anticipate that this is something that would be built out incrementally over time as the parks come online um, with the idea that you'd have, you know, ample area for the, the maintenance services, including an optional green waste composting facility. And here's just a few of the potential locations that we've looked at of where the maintenance yard could be located on the island. This is yet to be determined. And so that's something that, that should be um, looked at uh, in the future. So in terms of the park specific chapters, I just wanna provide uh, an overview of our Hilltop Park chapter. This is something that you all have, have not uh, seen yet, but it gives you a sense of how the system wide um, manual relates to a specific park. And so there's a, an overview of what the park's design intent is. And in each case, the, the landscape architect or the designer of the park will provide that overview to help guide maintenance relative to the vision of the, the space. There's a discussion of the level of service for that particular park. Um, you can see here how, any, how the, the matrix works in terms of this particular park with the landscape maintenance, um, the janitorial services and so forth, where we're gauging the um, baseline, medium and high uh, maintenance requirements for that space. And then there's just a few um, very clear diagrams that illustrate in, in a um, clear way, all of the key components within the park for maintenance purposes. So that's a little bit of an overview on, on the, the park specific chapter. Um, as I mentioned in 
February of last year, we presented a draft budget, which we view as a framework for ongoing fiscal and management planning. Uh, I'm not gonna go into detail on that, but that was based on these detailed um, frequency schedules and maintenance requirements for, for each park. And, uh, and I should note now that all of this work that we've been doing has been in collaboration with MJM Management, which for those of you who may not be familiar with them, have um, been managing the parks at Mission Bay, as well as a long history of managing um, Union Square and the Yerba Buena Garden District uh, until just recently. So again, the budget methodology was based on looking at the levels of service for each park and then benchmarking those levels of service against comparable parks um, around the Bay Area and elsewhere um, to get overall costs for each of these major service categories. So um, what's included in the budget now are what we would think of as the baseline maintenance and operation uh, tasks. Uh, they do not include the general administration and management security capital expenses for future uh, improvements or you know, uh, revenue generating or programmatic elements. It's really focused on, on the core maintenance. And so all of those components will, will need to be addressed going forward. This is, is the overview of the budget framework that we developed. And again, for each park, there is a detailed budget, but this laid out based on the phasing as of last February, the general timing of when each of these parks would come online, and then the estimated total cost annually for, for maintenance within each of those parks uh, as they, they accrue over time. So the park phasing has changed a little bit. I'd like to touch on that so that you know what's coming down the line here. Uh, again, here are the phase one parks overall. And this year, um, we are anticipating that the first open spaces on Yerba Buena Island will be constructed. Those include the East Stormwater Gardens, the Makala uh, Street stormwater areas, and then the causeway landscapes and access to Clipper Cove Beach. Um, so those are all you know, more, I would say, naturalistic open spaces. They're not program intensive. And in each of these cases, there will be a year of landscape maintenance that is included as part of the construction contract. And the intent there is to ensure that the contractors have an incentive to build the parks and install the landscape in a manner that will provide long-term success. And so they'll be responsible for maintaining the landscape for the first um, year. And then following that in uh, late uh, 21 or early 22, the, the dog park and Hilltop East will be completed along way with the Causeway Stormwater Garden. And so these will be the first really kind of active parks, if you will, um, that will require a little bit more maintenance and janitorial services. And then following that in 22-23, uh, We'll have the, the first portion of trails on Yerba Buena Island, the Beach Park, Hilltop Park West, which will be, I think, the first really signature park within uh, the, the island. And then uh, the Cityside Park, which will also, I think, be a, a significant moment in the evolution of, of the open space on Treasure Island. And then later in 23-24, the, the spaces around Building 1, including the Waterfront Plaza, Building 1, and uh, the Cultural Park area, which I know has been renamed, and we need to update our naming to reflect the, the latest names here. So we'll catch that going forward. So the next steps, uh, we need to complete the remaining Phase 1 Park chapters. Um, we need to refine and validate the, the budget projections, and we need to coordinate the operations and maintenance planning with the governance and, and management um, effort going forward. So I'll, I'll leave it there and, and take any questions. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for that um, uh, detailed uh, presentation. 
And for the public, yes, we have a living document, as you have mentioned, and I think the public should also understand that we have various type of parks, and what you presented today actually are specific guidelines and policies. I'm going to uh, open this to for commissioners' discussion, but I wanted to make some suggestions to you um, for the next steps. It would really be great uh, because right now we have a baseline document and very comprehensive. At some point, we should have another document that kind of itemize, lay out the roles and responsibilities, just like a flowchart, and then, you know Excel that we I can look at. What are the guideline policies and the roles and policies? Because there are so many names that you dropped here. And to look at that document. And that because we're going to formulate our policies and everyone should also understand that we're embarking on creating a nonprofit that it actually is going to manage this operations. That's 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 in the plan. And the best practices in the country we're going to we already went to New York and looking all over to to see what we can incorporate locally, regionally, nationally, internationally into formulating all this. However, knowing the roles and responsibilities you mentioned about arts maintenance, who's going to do that? Tida is going to have to make all the decisions. So, um, for the sake of time for this meeting, uh, I just want to lay that out there, and I'm going to call on the Commissioner Shen to uh, jump in on the discussion, please. Yes, quickly, Chris, would you mind stopping sharing your screen? Yes, I thought I had done that. Thank you for. <laughs> Just showing up the big black box. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Um, thank you, Chris. It gives me actually a great deal of assurance and comfort that there is really some thinking going on as to how we're going to maintain and manage um, these parks once they're done. And um, I, I am so glad that you're working on this document. We look forward to receiving the draft. Um, when do you think? When do you think the, um, this document is going to be ready for review in its draft form? Bob, uh, would you like to touch on that? I mean, I think from the standpoint of where the document is, um, it's ready for review, I think, by um, TIDA. And I think the question is, you know, the timing of, of when we submit it to, to the commissioners for review. Well, I, I would hope that we could get a draft copy um, before it's formally presented so that we have a chance to see, you know, how it's organized, uh, familiar with the concepts. Um, yeah, Bob, um, when will you be? Will be well, uh, well, I hear you so well. Can you speak directly to the microphone? Yeah, I think we're at the point where we can uh, provide a draft to the board. Oh, oh. Yo, 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 we cannot, uh, the audio. So why are you trying to, why are you trying to fix your audio? Okay, um, so it, it will be, it will, some, it, it will shortly be before, so I, I look forward um, to reducing it. Um, the budget, Chris, um, uh, the budget numbers, I am particularly interested and particularly um, concerned that we have a budget which is realistic and which really starts at a very high standard for the maintenance of these parks. We are spending so much cash in creating that. I think somebody, uh, somebody's on. Maybe we need to have a little bit of the background noise um, be muted. Okay, thank you. 
um, uh, what I was saying is that the budget is, is so important in how these parks are going to be managed um, as we go forward. And I just want to make sure that um, the budget is realistic and actually has a very high standard for the operations and maintenance. It would not do to start with a low standard or a, a low budget, which we can never augment later on. So um, I am going to pay particular attention to that budget to make sure that it's realistic um, and that we have um, input from uh, various people um, who are experts to make sure that we have um, something which is workable. Um, as I said, you know, the capital we're spending on these, um, on these parks and these open space only comes once, it is now. And um, we don't get another chance to really redo these parts in a major way. And that's why it's so important to, um, to, to maintain them well. So I'm very glad that you've put together a guidebook, you know, a standards book on maintenance and operations. I really do appreciate that. Um, the other question that I have is really, you know, the maintenance facilities. Uh, that the back of, you know, the back, um, it's not office, <laughs> but, um, you know, the back operations, um, which are so important, which are not seen perhaps, but are really important to support the maintenance of the parks. Um, and we need to make sure that there's enough space for uh, equipment storage, for all the um, uh various things which gardeners have to do, um, com composting, if that's, you know, an element which makes sense for Treasure Island, um, you know, the, the way that they um, store the, um, the uh, fertilizers, which I hope are going to be natural fertilizers, you know, all the things that uh, comprise um, the um, back of the uh, pot services. And um, I, I'm just wondering how you arrived at that back of yard um, space uh, for um, what we need. Because we have three yes. space and parts. And I just want to make sure we have enough space for the various um, activities that need to go on. Yeah, so just quickly to respond to that, that we benchmarked the size of that space based on other comparable management maintenance yards for parks working with MJM. And so based on their experience at Mission Bay, and then in turn, looking at some of the yards that uh, the Recreation and Park Department have in terms of the scale of the space that would be required. And, our, and then looking really programmatically, what needs to happen within that yard in terms of office space, parking, Dry, dry goods storage, a warehouse space, a composting facility, and scaling it based on, on those individual components. And so, um, you know, there's certainly, I think, additional work that could be done to further develop that with uh, maintenance contractors to ensure that it is, you know, adequately sized, uh, but we believe it's a, a strong uh, starting point for planning purposes. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so we should look at that carefully. Um, the other thing is, will there be a, a nursery on, on Treasure Island that um, basically grows the plants that will be needed for, uh, for the various parts? I know that we have one now, but in the future, um, uh, you know, even the parts in Rec have their areas to grow the plants that need to be, you know, um, um, Seasonally, uh, so, um, do we have enough space for that? Yes, that we've all been considering the idea of a, an on-site nursery, both for ongoing, you know, plant maintenance and restoration, but as uh, trees as well. And um, the expectation is that if Tida did elect to go forward with a nursery. Um, and contract for that with uh, a maintenance contractor or build that capacity internally, that that facility or that nursery could work within the um, urban farm area, that it would be very comparable to that and in certain ways could then be open to the public 
to allow people to engage with the, the, the you know, plant material as part of that experience. So that's certainly a consideration that we all believe would be beneficial. That's, yes. So thank you, Chris. I, I don't have any other questions at this time, but look very forward to receiving your draft and being able to look um, more carefully. At, um, but it, it's great you know, that you've done so much so far and have done some forward thinking as to how we can um, operate and manage these uh, facilities. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You Commissioner uh, Pershnik, do you have any comments? Good morning. Thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed the presentation too. I have a quick clarifying question. On the map um, that you showed with the parks, What's going on with the, the current playground that's across from Marseille? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer to it, but uh, Bob, I expect will. <clears throat> what the, the focus of your question is, that park is going to remain um, until at least major phase two. So that facility will continue to be available to uh, the, the, the island for at least the next five years. Ultimately, that area is going to be incorporated into the city side park. And so um, that area will be redesigned. Bob, you're cutting in and out again. I, I heard redesign and then I didn't hear anything else. Okay, so so Bob, you're cutting up. So we 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 heard it loud and clear. So at least we have about five more years, at least. Yeah, uh, the equipment may be uh, relocated when it comes time to convert that to the future city side part. That that's great. So so for the uh, Christopher. Uh, for the sake of uh, time here, and uh, ju just quickly uh, run down, uh, we are suggesting that we should have a draft uh, to look at. I also suggested earlier that it would be great that you can help us to translate uh, some of the pertinent information down there into Excel format so that we can look at a particular item uh, and look across and see what kind of policies and roles and responsibilities. And you and I can talk uh, further. I, you know, have you know, some ideas. I think this will be fabulous because then you can use that as a template and then you, all your su supporting document. I also hear that um, uh, from Commissioner Fei Shen about the structures on Treasure Island for the uh, maintenance and nurseries and all of that. So those, uh, those are the uh, key things. And so definitely uh, we will to uh, direct above and uh, convey uh, some things also, uh, you know, based on this uh, presentation today, but that would be great uh, moving forward. And like I said before, the overall, you know, goal here is to have uh, a first class uh, maintenance and Tiger is also embarking on creating uh, you know, a 501c nonprofit, how that structure is going to be, we'll talk about that. So uh, that, that is it for this uh, presentation and for the sake of time here, are there any public comments? There is no public comment. Okay, thank you again, Christopher. And um, I'll show the next item, please. Item number five, evaluating parks governance structures. Okay, uh, can allow me to share my screen? Yes, go ahead, please. Yes. I'm pulling up my presentation now. The, um, you can we're picking up on, on a uh, conversation that was begun uh, more than a decade ago uh, with the, um, in 2008 to 2010. Keep talking. Yeah. Are, are, are you seeing my, my screen? 
No. Okay. Blank. Yeah, you, you can just talk and. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So we're picking up on a conversation that was begun prior to the entitlement of the program, and um, with the the uh, uh, discussion of the um, of how to how to govern. Um, Yeah, we, you can keep talking. Last week, Treasure Island Parks and Open Spaces are going to remain in title uh, ownership and jurisdiction. They will not be underneath the Rec and Parks, San Francisco Rec and Parks Department. And majority of our parks and open space are subject to the Tidelands Trust. And we have ongoing funding from the and we also have embodied yeah, the audio is we having uh, some audio problems first offer landscape services contracts to one treasure island member agencies uh, so Back in 2008 to 2010, I've a series of workshops, conducted a review of, of relevant studies and literature, and conducted interviews several similarly situated. Yeah, the uh, audio, it's uh, we're having audio. Sorry for the public, we're having some audio update. So basically, what you're talking about, uh, if I can even summarize here, is that we've had prior discussions. I mean, all the discussions started in 2008. And again, the goal of the uh, operations of parks governance, as we mentioned earlier, is that Tider is embarking, looking at an entity that will kind of help us to uh, do the parks, you know, governance. Go ahead, Bob. So, and, and Commissioner Fishing, can you uh, jump in? Yes. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but um, the, your audio is um, very difficult for us to hear you. Um, actually, we're not hearing, <laughs> hearing you at all. Um, and also the visual uh, presentation is not there, at least on my screen. I don't know if it's seen on other people's screen, but we're having difficulties with your presentation. And so if we're not able to fix the problem, then I suggest that we have your report at another time, um, because I think this is important. Yeah. Um, are, are, are you seeing his screen? No, I, no. I do not see this screen. And Commissioner Chen, and I know that we had some preliminary discussion about this from Justice Institutional Knowledge, maybe for a couple of minutes. If you can just um, segue that, absolutely. Yes. Uh, because of the uh, poor audio, uh, we were going to have to uh, get a report and maybe bring this thing back so we can give a full presentation to the uh, public. Right. So comes the chance. Yes, uh, what, um, we have started um, exploring the ideas of what is the appropriate governance for the maintenance um, operations. There's many functions that need to be done. Um, and um, we will be coming back to the board and to this committee um, after we have had some chance to explore the various models for governance. There's certainly conservancies and trusts, established conservancies and trusts that have been established in many places in many parts throughout the country. And, um, and so we're looking to those models to see what is the best organizational structure for us to adopt on Treasure Island. Um, and 
And that is a conversation that is ongoing and that will be coming back to the commission and to the committee. Thank you, Commissioner Pei. And that explains basically what Director Bobek was trying to uh, present. So uh, can I, any question from the commissioner here before I ask for public comment? Commissioner Parshnik, do you have any uh, comment? Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Linda, yes, we can hear you. I, uh, okay, so there is no, um, let's ask for public comment and then we can uh, try to resolve this audio. Uh, there is no other commissioner comment. Can I ask for public comment? Uh, Kate, is there any uh, public comment? There is no public comment. Okay, thank you again. Uh, sorry for these uh, audio issues. <laughs> this is uh, COVID-19. We're trying to, I will get it right. So next thing on the agenda, please. Um, I believe the next item is also Bob. Bob, did you want to try and call in on the public comment line? I, I just tried calling using the meeting number that you provided and it didn't recognize it. Okay. So. Well, we can hear you now. For, yeah, you yeah. Know, so. um, <laughs> Do you want to, if you want to. Why don't you try Bob for the next and see if we can summarize and then we definitely we're gonna have to uh, get bring all these items back. Okay, so go ahead, please. Uh, okay. We are done with the parks uh, governance, and we need to move to the next thing on the agenda. So, Kate, can you call for the next thing on the agenda? Yes, uh, item number six, Treasure Island Parks Code Update. Okay, and Bob, you can uh, just Parks Code Update, okay. Yeah. This, this is uh, relatively simple. I can give this update without pulling up my slides since we're having difficulty with that. Um, this is just to advise you, uh, as we've discussed before, we are working with the city attorney's office to draft a Treasure Island code uh, specific to our open space programs and issues. And we conducted a thorough review of the existing San Francisco Parks Code and the port code, which regulates parks on uh, San Francisco port property uh, to derive a, a draft report. Um, we now have a draft code prepared for public comment. I think you are. And what I would like to suggest, Bob, is that again, just we said before, uh, what you mentioned is that you've been working with the city attorney uh, to, de to design a parks code specific to Treasure Island. And in doing so, uh, you've looked at uh, San Francisco Rec and Park and also uh, some public properties, uh, the Port of San Francisco. I think that's what you were given. I think what would be, we need to look at that draft first uh, to review that before we can entertain any uh, public comments. So that draft information, I think for this committee and for Tider, we need to uh, look at that and let's um, say that first. And then and the next step then we'll to cut, um, then we will decide what the next steps will be. I think that, would, that should be the course of um, uh, next steps. Yeah. Um, I, I would ask, since we can't hear Bob, I'd like to address this question to Chris, Chris, um, the parts code, uh, the parts code, how is that different from the standards that you are drafting in your manual? Are they incorporated or is it which is separate from parts? So they're diff very different, actually. The code is really the, the um, methods by which various rules and regulations will be defined and then in turn enforced on, on Treasure Island as distinct from, um, you know, typical city parks. Um, and that's particularly important relative to the Tidelands Trust and certain of the requirements that come along with that. And so um, I have to say that I have not been working on the code 
component as much, but what I do know is that um, the work has been focused on making something that's specific to Treasure Island that builds on what the Port of San Francisco has done, given that they have a number of open spaces that are also encumbered by the trust. And so um, this is really focused on the regulatory component of, of the parks, and that's distinct from the maintenance and operations work that we've been doing, which is really focused on, on that. Okay. Um, and so when you come back, um, we can't just say when you do come back, it would be helpful for us to know what are the significant differences that we have in our parks codes uh, versus what the court has versus what generally happens in the parks and recs department with um, San Francisco parks. That would be for us. Um, uh, I've now dialed in via phone, so hopefully my audio is better. Yes. Okay. Um, to to your to your answer, your your question, um, our code is, is modeled fairly closely after the, the ports code uh, for port parks. Um, however, the that part that code was adopted in in 2000 and has not been. Uh, modified since 2000. So there are a number of additional provisions that we have incorporated from or modeled after uh, elements of the parks code, the San Francisco Recreation and Parks Code that have been adopted since 2000, including provisions for setting and modifying hours of operation, uh, pro provisions relative to graffiti, um, uh, provisions for permitting events, including farmers markets or flea markets within the park, uh, provisions for uh, skate park, skateboard facilities, should we choose to incorporate those into the park, uh, our park system in the future, as well as uh, provisions for uh, watering and the use of recycled water within the parks. Um, we also include provisions relative to regulated equipment uh, to include newer devices, including drones and scooters that were not uh, covered in the, in the, in the port code. Um, in terms of going forward here, um, we're going to consult with the planning department to, to confirm that there would be no CEQA issues uh, relative to adopting a, a ports code. I mean, a parks code for Treasure Island, and then um, uh, meet with Supervisor Haynes and the mayor's legislative staff um, prior to initiating a public comment process. Um, and uh, and then after a public comment process, taking the code to adoption to the Board of Supervisors for adoption. So okay. that's our, our path forward, but we'll begin by distributing uh, the draft code to the members of the title board. Yes, I think uh, that is extremely important. Let's look at this and hash things out ourselves. And it would be great again uh, to have information on the port 2000 and also the uh, Rec and Park. And I know that this particular code should have some provisions on structures and permitting and jurisdiction and um, authority or whatever. So any other uh, commission official, any, I'm looking at the time here, any other uh, st statement from commissioners, commission official, and then commissioner Parshnik, and then I will ask for public comment. I, I, I don't have any comments, but looking forward to the drafts of those various documents. Thank you. Thank you, commissioner Parshnik. Okay, commissioner Parshnik, uh, Kate. There is no public comment. Okay, so thank you again, uh, Bob. Yeah, this is an ongoing matter and we will need to revisit. Uh, next item on the agenda, Kate. Item number seven, discussion of future agenda items by directors. Thank you. I think uh, for uh, future discussions and again, uh, all the items that we discussed today would uh, have to be carried forward uh, in some form. And again, we could have the draft from Christopher 
uh, will be great. And also the draft uh, code from Bob, even uh, without his entire completion. And then we can begin to uh, entertain some questions. That's it. Commissioner Shen, any yeah. suggestions for the next thing on the agenda? For uh, I, I don't have, other than what we've discussed already, I don't have any. Okay. So that this would uh, conclude the uh, discussion today. And uh, any public comments, uh, Kate? There is no public comment. Okay. So again, uh, we've tried to uh, work through all these. Uh, technical issues, but I think the public uh, sort of got an idea of what we are trying to accomplish here. Uh, this is a works in progress, lots of work uh, done already, and we still have a lot of major work to conclude. And again, uh, because of the COVID-19, uh, we're just now beginning uh, to look at the infrastructure, transportation update, and all the major, major projects. So. Uh, thank you to uh, Christopher from CMG and um, our staff and Commissioner Shen and Commissioner Kochnik and again to all the uh, public uh, that have taken their time uh, to watch this presentation today. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, meeting is adjourned. Okay, thank you. Yeah.